the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. That's what we do. We get you caught up with the people and the organizations that are making San Antonio a better place to live. I enjoy uh, talking to the folks over at uh, Clarity Child Guidance Center. And this is a particularly good time because kids are heading back to school. Parents are are experiencing a lot of new things with COVID. And um, we're going to talk to a couple of folks today. We're first guest is going to be Dr. Megan Lawson, who is a licensed psychologist with the Clarity Child Guidance Center. We're going to talk to her and kind of educate you a little bit on what's going on, what they're seeing, uh, and uh, then give you some tips on, on how, to, how to cope with back to school this year. And then if we have time, we're going to speak to Mike Hannon uh, about uh, the ClarityCon conference that's coming up. This is something they do each year, and it's a big, big success, and uh, people wait for it. And I think people were kind of worried that this year it wasn't going to uh, happen. Uh, but nope, it's going to happen and it's going to be a, a huge event. So we're looking forward to talking to Mike about that. All right. Well, Dr. Lawson, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. But for we know, you and I both know this, for a lot of parents and children, it's back to school time and this particular and that has its own stresses and with the right. and this particular time with under with covid there are even more stresses going on um but do me a favor let's uh, folks who have listened to the show a long time know what clarity child guidance center is uh, you you work there but tell us the kind of uh, why you're so attuned to what's going on with the children and going to back to school and mental health um, well, I mean, Clarity Child Guidance Center is, is um, a nonprofit that serves the needs. Back to school in a different seasonal trends for years now, and then I know this year is especially um, um, unique with the pandemic. And so, you know, we serve patients inpatient, outpatient, in a in our partial hospitalization, so we kind of see the full range of presentation. All right, so I, I kind of thought of this from two standpoints, especially after I made a phone call today, but uh, to uh, to uh, someone, and they were they were talking to me. But okay, talk about what's going to make this year uh, going back to school so stressful on the kids. And and I okay, guess sure. and let's and and the, the reason I want to break it down is because actually um, there's two elements I guess there's the actually going physically back to school back to that building that they know uh, and two there's actually remaining homeschooled and that may have its own stressors. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, sure. So I, you know, I think. And then there's maybe even another layer is every year going back to school is a really stressful time. And we've seen that year after year at Clarity. It's, um, you know, we get a lot of new patients coming in at the start of the school year. It's a really big stressor on kids and families. 
Um, so this is already a, a stressful situation. Um, back to school can bring about complex feelings for everybody. You know, it's this mix of excitement, anxiety, hope, sadness, anticipation, all of these different things. And there's a lot going on in kids' minds, like, who's my teacher going to be? Are they going to be nice? Is my friend going to be in my class? Will I be accepted? Um, and this year, it's even it's, it's amplified because there's so much unknown. And not only is there so much unknown, but the other end, so even the school systems themselves, I think, are kind of struggling with, what is this going to look like? Like, is my Zoom classroom going to work? And and so there's this, like, there's just this this sense of anxiety kind of on both ends um, that's just present, and I think that we're all kind of aware of. So, yes, I, I absolutely think for kids it's a stressful time every year, but maybe more so this year. They've been, most of them have been home or um, have been out of school for quite some time now. Um, so the idea of going back, I think for some might sound exciting, for some might sound really overwhelming because there's this added fear of like, will I get sick? What will it look like? You know, we'll be wearing masks. Will I be able to learn that way? We're going to have to be distanced. Um, but the online brings about its own set of um, anxieties as well. Like what, you know, many, especially the younger kids, aren't really familiar with how to navigate you know, computers and technology, and and so trying to figure out how to learn that way, um, it can be really stressful. Um, talking to Dr. Megan Lawson of Clarity Child Guidance Center about uh, upcoming back to school, some of the pressures that kids are going to be going through, and now we'll talk a little bit about... Um, I, I'm imagining that too that the that parents are aware of this. They don't want their kids to be stressed. They don't want them to to worry about this or have unnecessary fears. So, what are some of the things they can do? How important are are they in this process? And, and you know, I think parents are always so. I mean, caregivers um, are so critical and so important in children's lives, um, with or without school, with or without the pandemic. They're always important. But here are some. I, I think three kind of really strong general points that I think parents and caregivers can keep in mind and how they can support their children going back to school, whether that is virtually some combination of virtual and in-person or in-person. And those three points are, number one, um, keep an open dialogue with them. So really be curious about what your kid's feeling and experiencing and just really trying to take a stance of authentic not knowing. Um, so what that means is really just approaching your, your kiddo with a sense of really strong compassion, compassionate interest and openness, and ask them open-ended questions without making any assumptions and without putting too much of your own expectation about what their responses might be or should be. So, you know, an example of this might be like, what's on your mind about going back to school? What do you think about this virtual classroom? You know, really let them kind of express whatever they're thinking or feeling in in a safe space. Um, And, you know, for the younger kiddos, it's going to be harder for them to articulate an answer very probably. So with something that they might be able to do is draw a picture about what they're thinking about or worried about or, or whatever. And so that might be a way to invite them in. Then number two, have a realistic view of your child of your child's or children's strengths and needs. So transitions are difficult, and there's like a natural 
they naturally elicit tension within families because there's always this balance between how much independence versus how much support needs to be given to a child. And that'll, you know, that'll vary depending on their age and their unique needs. But it's really important that that we kind of, um, you know, allow for both independence and letting them kind of figure things out and, you know, be stressed at tolerable amounts. You know, tolerable failures are really important for children's development, but also providing them with the support and being there, you know, when things aren't going right. So it's really a balancing act. So really having a realistic view and balancing independence with support. And then number three is remember that this process, the educational process, is in many ways just as important as the academic work. So it's really easy, you know, for parents, for all of us to really just focus on the end product and, like, we need to get this done, this done, this done, sign into this, this, and this. But really the process is just as enriching as and important um, as the outcome. And so, you know, school is where people experience the world outside of their family, even if it is virtually. You know, they're, they're meeting other people's expectations. They're being socialized. Um, they're, they're being exposed to different societal structures. And all of those things are very important and can strengthen a child's social skills, self-awareness, ability to understand others. And, and those are just as important at the end of the day as finishing a math assignment or whatever. So remember that the process is as important as the outcome. And those are the three tips that I prepared for today. And uh, I mentioned the phone call that I made today. I called somebody, and they were trying to teach from home. And you yeah. could tell they were, they were on edge. Um, so. Yeah. But I imagine, I'm not a parent, but I imagine there would be a strong inclination to try to hide all my anxiety, all my concerns about the disease, their education, how they're doing, all this too. What advice can you give parents on kind of how to manage their own stresses when trying to help their kids and their kiddos with their stresses? (laughs) Good question. Um, And that's always kind of, um, that's always kind of a, that's always a good question, you know, because as parents, I think it's so important for us to model. I mean, of course, we need to kind of practice self-care and make sure that we aren't getting too stressed or too overwhelmed or too tense that we can't, you know, be present and, and show up for our children. At the same time, it's so important for us to model being human and being like being real and authentic about what we're experiencing. Because whenever we do that in front of and with our children to an appropriate and developmentally appropriate degree, it really gives them permission to respond in the same way. Um, I, you know, we at Clarity, we believe kids are real. They know, you know, like they can, they're intuitive and they pick up on the feelings and the tension um, and things generally trickle down to them. And so Sometimes just having a parent say, you know what, this is so stressful for me too. This computer thing, like trying to figure this out, this is really overwhelming. Like, let's try to figure this out together. And just kind of putting some language to this feeling um, can be very validating for a child because, you you know, they need to see their parents as human um, because it gives them permission to be human as well. So, and and can kids detect if they're being, if, 
mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or whomever the caregiver is is being disingenuous in in their emotions and I'm just curious. Well, or insincere, yeah. like they're they're really scared, but they're putting on a face. I mean, and yeah, it's clear I mean, they're 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 yeah they're 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 having a tough time too, but they won't show it. Yeah, but yeah. I think I mean every case is, is unique and individual, right. but I, I do believe that kids, you know, there there's what's spoken and then there's what's felt, and so I do believe that kids pick up on. Um, that parents don't know that they're giving off. And so, and it can be really confusing, I think, for kids to feel uh, tension and feel um, anxiety and all of these things whenever their parent or caregiver is saying, like, nothing's wrong, it's fine, we're good, we got this, because they're not going to have a narrative around what's going on, whereas kids, kids are so resilient. They can really understand pretty big and confusing things if they're given a narrative. So just saying, you know, mom's kind of stressed today, but, you know, I know how to take care of myself and um, let's sit next to each other and try to figure out how to do this assignment um, can be really powerful. Very cool. We're talking to Dr. Megan Lawson, a licensed psychologist with the Clarity Child Guidance Center here in San Antonio. I've got one more question, but before we do that, Dr. Lawson, if folks want more information on what Clarity is, uh, on how, if they need your help in another matter, uh, they just go to the website? Yeah, uh, we have both our website has a wealth of information, and then we also have a um, a, a blog or a one in five minds campaign. And so that's another website that you can kind of get to from our website. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of information about all that we do and all that we have to offer. Very nice. And then, so I guess the last question is there's, we know there's going to be back to school disorders, but how does a parent kind of distinguish when, this is kind of out of the ordinary because the whole time is out of the ordinary. So when it's just yeah. normal back to school jitters or maybe something more serious with anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I think we're all a little bit more amped up than normal. Um, but yeah, so I think that the, the difference, it, it's really normal to feel the back to school jitters. It's really normal for kids to feel a little bit anxious at the thought of separating from their parents, especially for the younger children. Um, and this, you know, might go on for the first couple weeks of school, but typically what happens is after there's some kind of exposure and after, you know, kids either get back into the classroom and or get back into the online classroom and get kind of used to the, the day-to-day routine, some of those jitters will will subside and go down and they'll be manageable. But when that doesn't happen or the anxiety continues after that or becomes really overly disruptive in a child's life um, and, you know, does things, for example, like interfering with their sleep um, and um, showing up as physical symptoms like a lot of stomach aches or withdrawal from normal activities, um, these are times whenever, you know, it might be worth it to kind of at least consult with a mental health provider to see if there's something above and beyond the normal jitters going on. 
Very, very good. And uh, we'll, we'll, as everything continues, we'll, we'll touch back with you again. If you want more information on Clarity, the website ClarityCGC.org, ClarityCGC.org, and you can find out all the stuff they do uh, on that website, including resources for this. Dr. Lawson, thank you so much for coming on. Sure appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Our next guest on In the Loop is uh, the Director of Communications for Clarity Child Guidance Center. Mike Hannon is, is his name, and we're going to get to talk a little bit about ClarityCon because it's a outstanding conference that happens each year in San Antonio. Uh, if you remember earlier, we interviewed the folks at Clarity, and they were struggling to see what it was going to look like, and we'll talk to Mike a little bit about what it is it going to look like this year. Hi, Mike. How are you? Great, Milton. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. I'm so excited. When I saw the email that that, that came to me that ClarityCon was indeed on this year, and it looked like it was going to be as big as ever and uh, just have all kinds of great information, I was so excited. Uh, so congratulations. I'm sure, it wasn't, I'm sure it's not easy. It was touch and go there for a while, for sure, as everybody has had to rearrange how we go about doing business and life because of what we've all been through. Um, we, it took a lot of thought and a lot of planning and a, a wonderful team working together to, to ClarityCon 2021 reimagined. How do we take this event that a lot of folks in the mental health community have looked forward to for goodness, I think the last seven or eight years, and uh, make it work. And that's what we've got now. So let's talk a little bit about it. What's When's it going to be? What's it going to look like? All that good stuff. What are you excited sure. about? Sure. Well, normally it's a day and a half, and we, we were originally going to hold it in July. And again, because of everything going on, we had to move it. So what we've done instead is we've we've gone from what we were kind of calling a horizontal event of one day and a half to four events, which is kind of a vertical event. So instead of seeing all these speakers in a day and a half period right together, we've now spread it out over four months. So the first one takes place on September 25th. It's uh, going to be Ethics with Joe Dias. And then we're doing a, what's called Tayoga Beats. And this is with Dr. Lynn Litchkey. And she has been a very popular speaker over the years. She does a number of presentations around the use of dance and yoga, all around mental uh, well-being, and that's always been a popular topic. And then with, with Joe Diaz doing ethics, that's something a lot of folks need as far as their ongoing certification. So that's what we're going to lead off with in September. And we're going to be doing it at KLRN Studio because that will allow us enough room to really socially distance for those folks that are, you know, we're all still in that place where we're trying to figure out what we can start doing again and when we can start meeting. So we want to be sure we have a lot of room. We're going to limit the size, but we're also going to offer a, an online component. So people can still view the presentations from uh, their home or their office, or if they can't make it that day, we're doing what we're calling an on-demand series where we'll, we will record the events and then they can go back and watch them again at their convenience. Very smart. So it's going, and it's, it's a great partnership with KLRN. Congratulations on that. That was a good idea. Thank you. Um, so you've got you talked about the one on September twenty fifth. So is, right. how do so what happens after the twenty fifth? So then we come back on November the twentieth, 
And on that day, we'll have actually three speakers. We're going to have uh, Dr. Abigail Baird from Vassar, and we'll be speaking remotely about adolescent brain development. And then we're going to have uh, Dr. Marissa Knox, who will be doing a session on self-compassion. And the self-compassion component is really directed to those folks who are working directly with kids, uh, adolescents in the mental health field, because everybody's going through a lot of personal stress right now. And, and this is an opportunity to just kind of learn how to take care of yourself in the midst of all of this. So we're excited about that session as well. And then Dr. Burke uh, here from San Antonio from uh, Bear County will be speaking about kids in school and law enforcement and just, you know, keeping kids safe as well. So it should be a great three-speaker session on November 20th. What we're really excited about in February, that will be the next one on February 5th, is we have a speaker coming in. Her name is Kate Fagan, and she's a former sports news anchor, and she's an author, and she wrote the book, What Made Maddie Run? And it's the story of an Ivy League athlete who ended up taking her life and what led up to that moment. And it's really going to be a powerful presentation on warning signs and what this family has has and had experienced and just sharing Maddie's story. So that will take place in February on the 5th. And then we'll close out in April, on April 9th. Right now we have one session that's set up, and that is on OCD, which is Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And that will be with Dr. Elizabeth McInvale, and she's from Baylor. And uh, she has just an incredible story. In addition to being able to teach it, she can speak to it as well. And uh, we're really looking forward to hearing from her in April. So four events over four different dates over the next, goodness, is that nine months? And um, in a socially distanced, safe environment or online or to be able to be watched on demand later. Very cool. So are, um, I know there, I believe there's a cost. Um, there is. We're going to offer a couple different ways. There is a, a live component. So if the person wants to go to that day's event, it's $75, and they earn CEUs, continuing education credits, for attending. And then if they want to buy the entire package, it's a $250 ticket. And then we also have a group rate that is for groups of 10 or higher, and that will be all on our website at claritycgc.org. If you go there, you'll see the pop-up for ClarityCon Reimagined, and all the details will be there. Very cool. And uh, again, that website, ClarityCGC.org, and you can find out all the information there as well as some of the things that Dr. Lawson talked about. And uh, um, we'll keep touching base because you've got a lot of important things coming up over there. And how's Clarity doing through all this? Uh, um, um, I, I know that you're working hard to help people. In fact, the weird thing is that uh, in, in this time, uh, the the mission that you serve actually doesn't go away with uh, with COVID. Uh, it it can get worse. Uh, it does not. So um, how are y'all handling it? So people know. You're exactly right. Well, first and foremost, if it wasn't for the incredible staff we have here, we wouldn't be able to provide the level of service that we are able to, to provide for the kids in our community who really need help with uh, mental, emotional, or behavioral disorders. So just we have an incredible team here. And you're right, there's, 
it's been a different time, a lot of different stressors and are affecting people and families in different ways. And um, we uh, are continuing and have continued to see kids and cared for kids throughout um, COVID. We, um, we've had our inpatient hospital open this entire time. We've also been seeing patients remotely in our outpatient services because we wanted to create a setting that was safe for the family and for the for the kids as well as for our therapists. So we've taken a lot of precautions where we've needed to to ensure everybody stays healthy, but you're exactly right, Milton. People are and kids especially still need care in the midst of all this. So we've wanted to be here and available the entire time to provide the care that they really need. And the neat thing is um and it'd be interesting to find out how this impacts ClarityCon, but uh, when when I did an interview uh, earlier uh, when all this happened close to March or April, one of the things that you guys had noticed was uh, it made it tougher, but there were some positives. And I, I use you all as an example to, to doing the virtual uh, counseling, and that was that people were not missing sessions as often, and right. you had some, some more breakthroughs. So there's actually... A, a positive side to to the virtual component in case parents are thinking, well, I don't know, I'd rather wait. Um, they should have confidence that Clarity can help them if their child has an issue that, that they need help with. You're right. And that the, the other key learning about the virtual is with a number of our, of our families, uh, they may have limitations in their transportation. Mm-hmm. So by, by being able to have that uh, telehealth component, that made it easier for them to be able to talk to their therapist to receive their care. So, yes, you're exactly right. There have been some very, very good positives that have come out of what has been a really challenging time for everybody. Well, Mike, we got about a minute left. What haven't we mentioned uh, about Clarity or ClarityCon? Or, uh, I'll let you end today's interview. Sure. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, what we're so excited about with ClarityCon is we, we feel like we've just really created an event that folks look forward to. I mean, last year, our luncheon speaker was Lee Woodruff. She's an author. Um, Her husband is Bob Woodruff, and she spoke about what their family went through. Uh, We've had speakers come from all across the country to speak about topics on brain development and different types of um, mental illness or things that kids are struggling with that help the mental health community learn and grow and how to care for these kids that they're getting to see. So we are just so thankful we've had this opportunity to do this for so many years and that we're able to still continue to do it here in the the months ahead. And we're really excited about it and look forward to seeing people there, if not in person, then online. And again, that website, ClarityCGC.org, ClarityCGC.org. Mike Hannon, uh, who is the Director of Communications for Clarity, thank you so much for coming on. We'll visit with you again. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You bet. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. If you didn't get that website, if you didn't get the name of the organization even, you call me here at the station. I'll be happy to help you with it. I'm Milton Glick. All right, we'll say goodbye for today, but join me next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Mike, thank you. Milton, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Hope that went 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.